Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6 p.m. Cork's Red FM. Good evening, folks. Glad you could join us for the Big Red Bench. Hope you're indoors. Hope you're dry. It's been an absolutely miserable day. Think of all those athletes still on the course for the triathlon, or the Ironman, I should say, down in Yall. An incredible day of weather, but we'll discuss that in a little bit. Also on the show tonight, and we're going to reflect on last night's action at Parky Cueve. Look, look, we're disappointed. Um, I suppose we came to the objective of winning the game. We haven't, we haven't reached our objective, and... Look, the fact that we came close to it really isn't, uh, isn't any consolation. We'll talk shooting, we'll talk referees, we'll talk the rows of Trilly between now and 7pm on the big red bench. We'll also hear from the legend that is Dinny Allen. Also on the show, we're going to reflect on the Miners defeat to Kerry and we're going to talk tennis as well, a big event happening in Carrigline Tennis Club. <laughs> Glad you could join us, Rory and Kieran here until 7pm. 0868104106 is our text and WhatsApp number if you'd like to get in touch and tell us your thoughts on that uh, Cork and Kerry game last night. I felt that Cork left it behind in Kieran. What did you think? Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Kerry probably the better side overall, but definitely Cork left it behind them. I thought um, they certainly could have won it. A lot of missed chances. Uh, Radar wasn't uh, 100% yesterday, but... Uh, do you know what? It's not a bad thing either to have things to improve on going into the uh, the, the qualifiers. So uh, hopefully, yeah, we'll discuss that in a, a little bit. We're going to hear from uh, Ronan McCarthy and from uh, Peter Keane as well. We get the views of uh, both managers on the show in just a little bit. Also, going to hear from John Cotter. I spoke to him earlier in the week after our Cork City's uh, Europa League draw. So we'll discuss that uh, later on uh, as well. Now though, Kieran's going to get us up to date and everything that happened. Uh, yeah, starting with Gaelic games, Donegal have won their tenth Ulster football championship title they beat Cavan on a score of 124 to 216 in Clonus uh, Jamie Brennan got 1-4 uh, helping Donegal to that victory they now booked their place in the Super 8s while the Breffney County will go into the round 4 of the qualifiers the Leinster football final uh, <sighs> Dublin and Meath yeah lots yeah. of yawning outside <laughs> It was absolutely brutal. It was terrible. Um, and uh, it finished 117 to 4 points in favour of Dublin but 4 points Dublin beat a team who are going to be in Division 1 next year by 16 points. Uh, that's what we've to look forward to. Might take a full-time report here from Maura Trasny Kellogg, who's at Croke Park, and uh, let us see what I should thought again. Full-time Dublin, 117, Meath, 4 points. As we all know by now, it's hard to beat Dublin, but Meath really added to their woes today with terrible shot-taking and decision-making. They had five wides in the first half alone, many more in the second, in a game where Dublin could have been challenged, but yet they still managed to create more and more of a gap against their pretenders on a wet afternoon in Croke Park. We still saw some flashes of beauty, including a lovely curling effort from Philly McMahon in the second half, and a goal in the dying minutes from Conor Callaghan. But today's tepid display will give Jim Gavin much to mull over while Andy McEntee will be wondering if they left all their shooting boots at home. Full time, Dublin 117 meet four points. Crying cockles and muscles there is what uh, Mara Trasso was battling against. Is that a tradition that you pay, play the song of the, the winning county after a final? In Crow Park, they've always done it after the All-Ireland final, but now it, it's a uh, thing for provincial Because finals, it happened last night at Parky It is, yeah. Yeah. And uh, there was some stick being thrown. But yeah, but everyone still um, There was, uh, like, in fairness, now. There was a lot of tweets, yeah. Yeah, from what I heard, the music was great up until then. Well, like, 
I see a lot of tweets, right? I was looking at them, and oh well, Fitzgerald Stadium wouldn't play the banks. Fitzgerald like Stadium- the referees, like whistle hadn't even gone, and like the Rosa Tralee was playing out over the sound system in Parky Cueva, I believe. Uh, that's fake news, um, but <laughs> uh, real news is that uh, look, Fitzgerald Stadium doesn't hasn't played music. They don't have actually um, a system that can that can play music, but. Um, I, you know, it's it, you heard the live vote there in Crow Park. It's the thing that they do now for provincial winners. If the game was in Cork, so be it. If Cork had won, the banks of the Lee would have played. You're getting very defensive here, Kirk. But you know, I saw those two. I was reading. Get over it. It's a song. It played forty-seven seconds. I counted it. Get over it. It's a song. I know, but like when when you've just lost to Kerry, the last thing you want to hear is the Rose of Tralee making way to Parky Week. <laughs> little things be getting worried, worked up over like um, you know yeah I, look it's uh, it's a thing that they, they want now provincial finals um, the the winning teams I suppose the county song uh, so what would it be if, if Cork had won after all by the Frank and Walters uh, no that got two spins <laughs> um, the, the banks would have played the banks was ready to be played uh, I'm reliably informed it was there to be played but Unfortunately, Cork didn't win either final. So, mm. what, you know, what you want to do? I, I did hear someone say, oh, you should have played it anyway. Mm. Um, but, you know, yeah. mm. you know, no. Um, um, go back anyway. to Dublin and me, anyway. Um, I was getting visibly annoyed and angry as this game progressed because it was a waste of my time. It was brutal, wasn't it? Yeah, it, was it was brutal. Terrible. It was there 15 minutes, or it was close to 15 minutes before there was a score. Mm. Um, and Meath had a good few chances. Dublin barely out of second gear. Um, literally no celebrations at the final whistle. It's just like, yeah, whatever. Oh, yeah. Move on to the next Gone one. Gone through the motions. Uh, yeah. um, I, you know, it is, well, it's hard to see who's going to beat them this year anyway, because Kerry, while Cork did play well in, in parts yesterday, Kerry were poor enough in defence um, and people were saying the teams to beat Dublin this year were Meath, Kerry or uh, Mayo well it's definitely not going to be Meath as in that performance no not going to be Meath not going to be Kerry based on yesterday's performance I still can't see it being Mayo either but uh, maybe Donegal maybe might uh, come out after a win today but uh, yeah I don't know it's, it's hard to look beyond Dublin uh, today um, for the all Ireland again might, yeah they might as well just get in the Sam Maguire today they, do you know they they really could have they really could have I think Dublin fans are getting a bit bored now as well um, along with the rest uh, of the country superiority but uh, another report or n- not so much a report but uh, lots of people know as well tweeting this weekend about the finances that Dublin get over I think did I uh, off the top of my head, I read that Dublin get one point in this is Leinster specifically uh, Dublin get one point seven million. And the rest of Leinster collectively gets 1.8 million. I think mm-hmm. I don't know they've worked that out uh, per capita and all all this crack. Um, I, I don't know. You can't give awfully 1.7 million euro. You know, what's the um, solution? No, do you split Dublin in two? I mean, like, <sighs> I don't. Everyone's it's, bored it's, of the football championship already. Like we're we're in the 23rd of June. It's like, but sure, last week they were over. saying the football championship was the best ever. It was better than the hurling. Nah, but they have to say that because they have to hype it up. But if when you talk about it, it's, it's poor. Uh, Con- or uh, Ulster was poor. Um, Munster was entertaining in parts, I suppose, uh, for for much of it actually. Mm. Uh, Connacht final, entertaining enough, but uh, not as entertaining because 
Galway um I was going to use a word there that I shouldn't um, <laughs> without thinking I'm back I'm back on the radio um, uh, yeah Galway didn't turn up against Roscommon really um, it's poor football fair it's very poor football fair yeah, so look, look, I don't want to ever talk about Dublin and Meath against let's move on uh, awfully though they're into to round three of the football qualifiers they had an 11 point win over Sligo they're two evenly enough match teams mm-hmm. um, not today though uh, finished 317 to 15 points in Tullamore uh, elsewhere in the Red FM Division 1 Hurling League locally uh, Bride Rovers defeated Ballyhay 215 to 11 points uh, Aaron Zone had a one point win as well over Town. Uh, the league flying along actually as well lots of uh, games being played there and the the league table uh, opening up somewhat as well um, looking at it here up the top right Rovers they have 7 wins out of 11 uh, up there with Sars uh, who are only a point behind but of course if you win you get 5 points they have a game in hand so that could change very easily as it could for Napiersic who are just below them um, so that league uh, really looking well mm-hmm. at the moment yep. um, very competitive very competitive at the moment elsewhere in the TJ Connacht Ladies Senior Football Championship final finish Mayo 3-6 Galway 1-12 that's a draw they're going to have to do it all over again uh, locally then at Moran Abbey had a massive win over Airog today down in Airog in the Ladies League final 7-12 to 3-5 was how that one finished in football uh, managerial team of Martin O'Neill and Roy Keane of Party Company after mm. six years working together uh, interestingly he's been seen in Cork a lot, a lot over the last few weeks Roar is he taking the Cork City job? The, the Cork City Cove there's, there's two, two openings there. here in Cork alright from um, yeah a lot of um theories like obviously it seems well obviously it seems that's a contradiction it seems that Roy has a job lined up which is why he's part of ways with Nottingham Forest and they're just waiting to announce it is he going to go to Derby when Frank Lampard goes to Chelsea hmm interesting I suppose but Uh, hasn't managed a team since 2011 and that that didn't really go no, didn't really end up well with it so I don't know it'll be interesting to keep an eye on that I suppose uh, elsewhere Danny Alves he's announced he's leaving Paris Saint-Germain uh, but he didn't reveal his future plans uh, he made the announcement on his Instagram account because that's what people do now yeah. um, hours after scoring and uh, happening in Brazil to a 5-0 win over Peru in the Copa America so uh, he could be going anywhere he could be going nowhere he could be on a big money move over uh, to China or somewhere like China, that China yeah that's where they all go at the end of their careers to make the big bucks. Usually. Uh, elsewhere, England, they're taking on Cameroon, the last 16 of the Women's World Cup uh, at the time. Coming to where England uh, were leading 3-0. Cameroon had a goal disallowed for offside. Looked harsh. Very, very marginal call. Um, they, they weren't happy at all. There was a bit of remonstrating. Yeah, um... That. Um, at the end of the first half, England's second goal went to VAR, um... Uh, it got it, it was awarded Cameroon really annoyed they refused to restart the game at the end of the the first half um, eventually got sorted there was a lot of players crying with the, the decision then um, they had a goal ruled out because of that offside now marginal isn't the word it was like a couple of centimetres um, it took a while for that game a lot of angry players in the sideline there um, Cameroon had a couple of chances after that a 2-0 to make it 2-1 didn't take them England went up the other end of the pitch made it uh, 3-0 and uh, game over there so VAR is it a good thing is it a bad thing it's being used a lot in the Women's World Cup and it's really interrupted the flow of games and a lot of people I've been talking to have saying it's like VAR is ruining the game um, because it's being used so much. 
Cork referee Alan Kelly would believe that it's very good. Now he was um, uh, part, as part of the VAR team last week, wasn't he? He was, I think, yes. So, um, he, well, he believes the under twenty world championship. Yeah, it's going well over in uh, the, the MLS for them. Uh, Elsewhere, France they're taking on Brazil at eight o'clock. That should be a, a cracking game. Um, text in from uh, Lenny says Roy Keane is only a decent pundit. That's it. Oh, controversial. Controversial. Um, but yeah, well, we'll see where he ends up. Locally in the women's national league, Cork City lost four three to DLR Waves at Bishop's Sound. First, the game was put back because DLR Waves were late coming down. Then they got down at 2 o'clock the game was supposed to start at 2 o'clock uh, but that had been moved back to quarter past 2 then there, it was torrential rain it was pretty horrific out there and uh, they went 3-1 up and they lost 4-3 mm. um, very disappointing if you're a Cork City player but anyway sure look uh, onwards and upwards I guess in hockey the Irish men's team are taking on France in the final of the FIH series the latest there is France are leading uh, three goals or three goals to one. Um, now Ireland, because they've reached the final, they've already secured their place in the Olympic playoff that'll take place uh, later in the year. So uh, they still have that spot booked anyway. Um, in the Ironman, Alistair Brownlee has won it in Yall in a time of just over seven hours and forty nine minutes. Switzerland's Emma Billum won the women's race in the time of just over eight hours and fifty two minutes. The swim part of the race was cancelled due to weather conditions, rightfully so. Yeah, uh, safety day the competitors is paramount. Yeah, 100%. Um, elsewhere in motorsport, Lewis Hamilton, he's won the French Grand Prix. The Mercedes driver finished out of his teammate Valtteri Bottas. It was uh, Hamilton's fourth win in a row and six of the season. He now leads by 36 points in the uh, championship race. And uh, lastly, a competitor has uh, passed away, unfortunately, in the Donegal International Rally this afternoon. The final st- three stages of the rally have been cancelled following uh, what's been described as a big incident there. A statement this afternoon in Donegal Motor Club, which organised the annual event, said the incident happened around 12.30 and they're liaising with the family of the competitor involved as well. And uh, that's uh, a co-statement with Motorsport Ireland and an investigation is underway there. So uh, there you go. Thank you very much indeed, Kieran. The Cork Admirals have been in touch as well. Um, an unusual scoreline for uh, an American football game. Finished scoreless against the Belfast Knights today. Oh, I was looking at their Instagram account during the game and it just looked so bad. Was that in Cork today, was it? Yeah. Um, the conditions, like anyone who played sports today in Cork, uh, we doff our, our, our caps to you because that, like, we were cold and miserable in here looking out at the rain. I can't imagine it was like playing any sport whatsoever. So if you were playing sport across Cork today in that weather, well done. Absolutely well done. Uh, but yeah, scoreless, uh, scoreless draw. Uh, against Belfast Knights, uh, so Admirals still undefeated there, 6 one now uh, on the season. All right, competition time. Um, yesterday we mentioned it, um, we're going to run it again today. We're going to draw the winner tonight just before 7 o'clock. We have a place at the Ian Rush Charity Golf Classic this coming Friday at Foda Island Resort, uh, Friday, June 28th. We, they, it's going to be a cracking event. 120 golfers will be taken to the fairways uh, with such Liverpool legends as Jared Houllier, Roy Evans, Phil Thompson and Rushy, of course, himself. And the Irish boss, Mick McCarthy, will also be teeing off as well. You could be teeing off alongside them. We have the final space. So what I want you to do is text your name uh, or WhatsApp us to us uh, and your address, please, to 086 
0818-104-106. We'll enter you into the draw. There is one condition, and it's a pretty big one. Um, to play on Friday, you have to have an official GUI handicap. So hackers like me couldn't play. I couldn't go around digging up Fort Island Resort because the groundskeepers wouldn't be too happy and be the professionals would laugh at me. Digging up is the correct Yeah, basically. We've both been invited to golf courses, but in the interests of keeping the golf courses safe and yeah, like we'd like good to, yeah, you know, so I, That's why I can't play. So hackers like me can't play. So you need to have an official GUI handicap. That is the one condition. So if you want to take part in the Ian Rush Charity Golf Classic, we have one place available. Uh, text us or WhatsApp us 086 your name your location and your handicap please we'll draw out the winner just before 7pm this evening alright we are going to start with uh, Gaelic games we're going to start with that uh, Cork and Kerry game at Parky Creek Ciarán and I will discuss it in a little bit and we'll hear from Ron McCarthy and we'll hear from Peter Keane as well but first we're going to hear from uh, Cork football legend Dinny Allen the man who captain Cork to success in uh, 1989 he spoke with Ciarán Obviously, uh, a moral victory is no good to, to Cork, but uh, while obviously a loss is disappointing, there was a lot of positives, I guess, uh, in the the Rebels' play yesterday. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, as I said, I, I don't like when nobody likes to lose, but like there was certainly in, the, in, in that match last night gave us great hope for the for the future I mean if that's the way it's going to be is it where we've turned the corner definitely no it's only one match I know like and it's it's up to the players to keep turning that corner but um, I was like I was quite happy I suppose last night I mean it was kind of frustrating one way that we like uh, we could have won it I mean we didn't but obviously but we we could have won it as well at least is a, a long way away from a couple of years ago when we were beaten out out the door last year and the last couple of years so like I'm, I'm kind of going, I'm kind of happy about what happened last night, you know. Yeah, what I saw. Yeah, um, like uh, what kind of positives did you take from the the, the game? Well, uh, something that I have seen for the last couple of years, but uh, like, and when I say it to people, like the kind of, I, I, I'm not saying it to people in the know, no, but just general talk to people there. The everyone has their own opinion, but. Like we were totally non-confrontational for the last couple of years. We're going out playing teams, and we're just going out reliant on pure skill and tactics. And if that doesn't work, it just flounders in front of us. Mm. Whereas last night, Cork were very confrontational. I mean, I know I didn't, we didn't start well, but like after the first ten minutes, Quavenor, we became confrontational with them. No, they're they're confrontational. But Gaelic football is very confrontational. So if we don't have that. You're not going to win most of the matches you play. Like your your tactics and your talent comes after that. But you must. The initial thing is this, and that was in them last night. So if they if they bring this with them for the next couple of months, where so they're going in the back door now, we you know in that same we're going to win in All Ireland. But like we could win another three matches and and get us ready for next year, and and get us out of the, the third division and get to the second division like. Like there's a good nucleus of twenty three or four fellas there that that were confrontation last night. Hold on to them and keep them. Like it's it's a sign for the management as well to to see what works. And certainly this confrontation that I talked about was there last night. Yeah, there was a lot being said of Cork, especially over the the league campaign. I suppose more so the start of the league campaign than the the finish because they finished quite positively. But um, despite getting relegated, but uh, like. 
they, they have been playing well behind closed doors I know they're challenge matches and you can say well the challenge matches are just challenge matches uh, that's all they are can't read too much into them but they have been playing very well whatever uh, at whatever stage in the league they turn the corner they certainly have turned some corner anyway and they, they really did put it up to Kerry yesterday and not a lot of people would have expected them to Oh, well, it was great to see Kerry panicking yesterday and say, you know, last year they used to us and that sort of thing, but it was great yesterday to see them on the sideline and they, was, they were whipping fellas off and putting fellas on. Really. I mean, they knew they were in a, a battle mm. coming into the last 10 minutes and, and, and they were, and, and we put them to the pin of their collar to beat us, you know. So, um, like, the corner has been turned, but I think what was affecting it in a way in the last couple of years, we were making too many changes. Yeah. Like, we were playing a league match and in the next league match, there'd be seven changes. And in the next league match, there'd be another six changes. So, like, none of the... We had no regular... You, there was no regulars on the team then. Like, you should always have 11 or 12 of a team, like, and stick stick with them. I mean, you can take on and off, but we were changing too much. So, no, no one had any feel for whether he was a regular or not, like, because he wasn't. And... Um, yeah. it, that just takes away this this bite that you have and the fight that you have inside you. Then you're saying, sure, I might be playing in Ireland Sunday. But like they, they fought like Tigers yesterday because I think most of them know that they were going to be playing and, and um, we, should, like, we shouldn't change from this now. Like that, they were those 20 fellas last night, we should stick with them or 24 fellas or whatever. Like I think they'll, they'll give us they'll give us something in the next couple of months, you know. Yeah, you mentioned about over the years mix, mix matching true players, but Cork had a lot of that during the week, uh, having to put out a, a second team. We'll say uh, a team announcement because players had got injured in the meantime, and then I think those two changes before the start of the match yesterday as well. So these things yeah. kind of upset going into a monster final as well. You'd have to think they do, wouldn't it? Yeah, I mean, yeah, but I mean, yeah, what would upset you? I mean, definitely, but like, um, fellas being injured and then you make changes is, is just has to be done. But like, we made too many changes in, over the last two or three years, like yeah. just to change the whole team and, and give another another crowd a, a match. Like, you know, I, I thought that was crazy. Like, I think you should build you build up spirit by having a compact squad and there are like the, the same fellas like the, like eight or nine like when we were I know it was years ago when we played but it, was just, it hasn't changed we always had 10 or 11 or 12 players that were that more than likely unless they got injured would be playing in the match and that built up the spirit then you know and, and like I think they should stick with it because certainly um, there's a lot to be offered by this team last night I mean the I mean, I rated Kerry highly, and then we, we we nearly beat him. We nearly beat him last night. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, without going into naming every player who played well yesterday, there was some absolutely fantastic performances from Rory Dean. He had an absolutely massive game. Maddie Taylor playing very well. Um, Killing O'Hanlon, Mark Collins, despite probably snatching a few shots early on in the game, he still put over, I think it was seven or eight points towards the end. So there was a lot of very good performances on the team as well. Oh, there was. I mean, like the, all the fellas that that you'd expect something from, like did it, you know. But like, I think they brought in an extra thing last night when as well all these fellas as you mentioned. But like, I thought they brought in an extra. There was an extra drive in them last night yeah. as well. Um, even though you, you like, Rory Dean has been playing well in the matches I've seen him, he's been playing well. But there was something extra brought in last night. Like the management must have brought in a bit of half to hat talking to him and. Um, 
like it goes back again like the tactics don't win matches the tactics sometimes win matches but you have to have that initial thing at the start of it and all of those fellas that we mentioned there and, and plenty of the other fellas they all went in last night with a great bit of boys in them and, and, they, and they faced up to Kerry and um, like we have a choice of these guys know that they have a bit of confidence and, and they'll drive and if they drive on the next day again we we we, we could go quite a bit in this in this thing now in the next couple of weeks or months coming up, you know. But like certainly there was well you'll always have that, you'll always have fellas that'll play well yeah. yesterday. But it might be another different four will be there the next and that's what a team is about anyway. Like it can't yeah, be the yeah. same well, it can be the same three or four are playing well every week, but all the fellas will will step into the into the, the match as well, like and and and, and it's it's I'm quite optimistic about it for the first time in Jesus, I don't know, five years, I'd say. Yeah. I'd be very optimistic the way it is looking. Yeah, I think a lot of people would share the, the, the same view. There was just a, a bit of bite, as you mentioned, in, in Cork yesterday. There was a fantastic goal as well from Brian Hurley. Um, a ball kicked in. I think it was Killian O'Hanlon possibly kicked it into him. Now, maybe it was probably poor communication between Shane Ryan and Tyg Morley on the Kerry side. But uh, when Brian Hurley came in and fisted it over Shane Ryan's head into the back of the net, Luke Connolly got it on the score sheet with two goals as well, I think, one from a penalty. Um very positive to see that obviously get into positions uh, where they can get yeah. those type of goals as well but um, they they really did put it up to a Kerry team when when you see David Clifford Paul Ganey Dara Moynan in a full forward line that would uh, you know it would worry a lot of uh, full back lines I think but uh, the, full, the Cork full back line really stood up to them uh, especially James Lockery who's going uh, quite a while as well I tell you, I think I say he just I probably taken off last night. I say simply because I'd say he tired out, but he made yeah. he made unbelievable runs up the pitch. I thought he was sensational, to be honest with you. Yeah, they were. Um, but and I could understand. I said when I saw him going off, I say he's, his tank is empty. I said, and I would say he could have been told that empty your tank, and once you're gone, you're gone, and don't be saving anything. And he looked like a fella like that last night. I was very impressed with him last night. But yeah. what we want to work on now is we 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 hold on to what we have. Which is, is the confrontation and 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 the spurs and, and and everything else, and we we try to improve off shots at goal and carry are still getting a little bit more ball into their full forward line with kick passes than we are because it, like if we don't get kick passes into our full forward line, it gets very congested and that doesn't suit any full forward line. So like the the, the, the long intelligent passing. Opens up defences, and we and like the legs of Hurley and these guys would 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 pop them over here. Like, but we're not getting enough in still. Like, so like that's the other side of it, and that's the, the playing side of it, which should be worked at and make sure the other side is 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 up, which it is up at the moment. But yeah. we wouldn't want to be congratulating ourselves too much either, you know. Like, True. it's 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 over next week, you know, and that's it. Yeah, well, on that, you mentioned James Hockery emptied the tank. He certainly did, though, running in and out of, to him uh, with energy gels for a lot of that second half. But uh, a lot of the team emptied their tank, if not all of them. But then in the, the last 10 or so minutes, and when Paul Ganey was sent off, Kerry kind of drove on as opposed to, to Cork. It was, it was like Cork had emptied their tank a bit early. And, and Kerry drove on getting those uh, winning points all I think uh, mostly in injury time I think it was as well to try to put the separation between the sides but that, was that a worry? Um, I don't think so okay. I mean like the fellas like that are on the panel coming in like should be like uh, they mightn't be as good as the guy that's originally picked but like they, they, they'd be as fit as them 
and that sort of thing. And then it's down to the wire, like, because Kerry brought in subs and they obviously, you know, they, they were fresh coming in. They brought in a few fellas more than us at one stage. And uh, I'd say bringing them in kind of maybe tilted the balance a bit. Now, Kerry were a bit smoother, I must say, when they were coming forward. They had a bit. They were more a bit more smoother than we were when we were attacking at times. So maybe they were like talent-wise. Maybe they were a little bit ahead of us. But you, you, that's okay. I mean, you have to accept sometimes. Look, they might be better in this part of the pitch and that part of the pitch. So they really, but they really had to walk their brains last night to get to get the points ahead of us. Um, uh, so I, I wouldn't be disappointed. Like, I mean, a, a man, if a manager asks a guy to give a hundred percent. As long as, as, as for as long as he can, and he does that. I mean, I, you, there's no way you can criticise a fella after for holding back something. You know, I, I mean, I'd be delighted if if like that fellas that would give a hundred percent as long as they could, and then you'd have the next fella to come in and say, do the same as what he did there, copy what he did. You know, so that, that that's a good problem to have. You know. Yeah, and look, uh, also there was a lot of talk on the, the referee yesterday. I, I don't know what the free count was. Not that referees keep free counts on themselves, but um, what was your opinion on him? Well, I wouldn't. I, I genuinely know, and I know we yeah. can all blame referees and everything. Uh, like, but I, he certainly didn't give us to, yeah. the rubber the green as much as I thought he gave this, some decisions to to Kerry. I know this. He sent a fellow off with. Yeah. After that, I kind of said, oh, no, he's had to send a fellow off that. No, this could be the worst thing that happened to us. Yeah. And it kind of was. Mm-hmm. But even from the throwing, he gave a free from the throwing. And I don't know how he made, made it up. And I said, I hope it doesn't carry on. Like that. But I certainly think, I know he's from Wicklow, but I think he might have a summer house and carry on, right, I'd say. Yeah, <laughs> possibly. I think there was, David Clifford did double hop a ball, all right, and uh, put that over the. Oh, bar. that's right. Yeah, yeah. Was, uh, I thought we didn't get the rubber to green, like, but you know, at the same time, I was, I was just kind of yeah. so satisfied with the way Cork played. Like, I kind of said, "Oh, forget about him." You know what I mean? Just, to, yeah. It doesn't kind of it doesn't sit well. And I suppose any of we start talking about them to an extent yeah. um, well, we well, could have won and we didn't but we could have I mean so which is a great great sign yeah like you mentioned that obviously while it's and we said it it's disappointing that Cork lost and there's no place for moral victories I guess it was positive to see the performance that Cork had put in because uh, people had been worried for a while about the, the this Cork team um, and how they'd put up against Kerry and it might be a very very one-sided game and it certainly wasn't it didn't go to script I suppose you could say but they have uh, two weeks now before the draw I think before the the next round um, obviously won't know who's going to be playing but there's some uh, tricky teams in there you're looking at Mayo Tyrone um, Armagh after beating Monaghan yesterday so whoever, yeah. whoever we meet yeah. uh, like Cork met Tyrone last year uh, it's going to be uh, another tough one but there's a very good chance of getting to the Super 8s this year Oh yeah, I mean that's going to be tough. I mean, like I, I was probably more disappointed was it was it last or the year before last when we played Tyrone, and I, I don't think we were up for the fight. I mean, the fight being this, you know, as I, I'm using the word a lot, confrontation. We mm-hmm. weren't up for the fight against Tyrone, and we faded out the match after 20 minutes. Like, but like there is, they have it. They have what they had it last night. So if I was the manager, I'd be making sure that I'd be using this word to the front all the time for the next couple of weeks and no matter what ever happens we'll go out with this 100% attitude in our minds 
and the rest we'll work on the rest of the stuff but this is the main ingredient we have to have going out on the pitch if we don't have that it won't it won't come together so like but if we have it the rest of the stuff will, will be quite difficult to beat I mean I'd say that the other teams after watching that they might be saying well, we've got, I prefer to stay away from them for another wild card you know so, so we're in there in the mix and, and, and we like there should be confidence there after the last night but but we, we focused on what we were doing initially, you know, that we're, that we're going to be hard to beat in that attitude when they go out, you know. Yeah. Well, look, uh, Daniel, I'll leave you out. You're in a much better uh, tropical climate than we have in Cork here at the moment. So I'll let you get back to uh, looking after your tan there over in, uh, on holidays. But uh, thanks very much for joining us on the bench. Okay, Kieran, thank you. Always great to hear from the legend, uh, Dini Allen. And a special thanks to him as well for interrupting his holiday in Spain to talk to us today, Kieran. Yeah, he was down on the beach and he had to come away from the beach uh, to, to go up to the apartment to take the call. So, uh, in fairness, thanks can't very much. I you interrupted a man's holiday. <laughs> <laughs> All right, still to come on the show, going to hear from Ronan McCarthy and Peter Keane, and we're going to talk tennis as well before 7 o'clock. Miss the show? Grab the Big Red Bench podcast at redfm.ie. The Big Red Bench. All right, a reminder of our competition. We have a place on the Ian Rush Charity Golf Classic to give away. It's happening this coming Friday at Foda Island Resort. A fantastic course. The Irish Open held there a number of years ago. It's a beautiful course and uh, you could be playing alongside Liverpool legends like Gerard Hooley, Roy Evans, Phil Thompson and Rush himself, of course. And the Irish gaffer Mick McCarthy will be there as well. So you could be teeing it off alongside them. So we have the final space to give away on this, uh, on this uh, charity golf classic taking place on Friday. So what I want you to do is text or WhatsApp your name to us. Uh, and your address please to 086-8104-106 086-8104-106 there is one condition you must have an official GUI handicap to play on Friday so name uh, address and your handicap please to 086-8104-106 and uh, you could be entered uh, into the draw for that we'll announce the winners just before 7 o'clock before Alan Donovan takes over uh, green on red. What's your handicap roar? Well, mine is driving, putting, and my short game. That's it. Oh. Yeah, there. That, that's my handicap. Uh, so if your handicap is like mine, sorry about that, you can't enter, but if you have an official GUI handicap, you can play on Friday. There's a big event happening on Thursday night as well in Dwyer's of Cork. All the Liverpool legends will be there. Uh, along with the Champions League trophy, you could be uh, getting uh, your photograph taken with the Liverpool Legends and the Champions League trophy in Dwyer's, of Cork, on Washington Street. Um, if you want tickets for that, just go to Dwyer's of Cork, E forward slash Liverpool. Uh, you can buy your ticket for that one. Proceeds to Marymount Hospice as well, so it's all for a good cause. Doors at six o'clock. Uh, tickets selling very, very quickly for this one. They will sell out, so don't leave it too late. Dwyer's of Cork.ie forward slash Liverpool and you get your photograph taken with Liverpool Legends and the Champions League trophy on Thursday night. Uh, reaction from both managers going to hear from uh, Ron McCarthy first uh, in conversation with Kieran. Look, look, we're disappointed. Um, I suppose we came with the objective of winning the game. We haven't, we haven't reached our objective and look, the fact that we came close to it really isn't, uh, isn't any consolation. Um, Kerry got off to a fantastic start were you worried any bit at the, the start of the game actually honestly I wasn't um, I felt that we look we got plenty of the ball I would have what I would have concerned me most was I felt we were taking wrong options up front 
um, which actually was causing us problems at the back because we were, were coughing up the ball, be it between you know taking the wrong shot option or not being patient enough to recycle the ball and work an opening. And it meant we, we coughed up the ball a number of times and then paid for it at the other end. So I kind of felt, look, if we, if we kept the ball better, um, I, I thought we'd address some of the issues at the back. And, uh, but look, you know, you give a top team seven points of a lead, you're, 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 going to, you're going to struggle to get back. But look, we got back. I think it, uh, it might have been Mark Collins instead of recycling the ball. He was taking shots, but I think he improved on that uh, later on. He got a good score tally he, I did, he did but look I suppose you know and just picking Mark's example he's a very experienced player and he should know better and look every every minute of the game of the 70 counts of the 75 as it is now and you know you can't you know decide after 10 minutes of the game you know when you're 7 points down start doing the right thing so look that, that'll disappoint us and look we'll have regrets you know about some aspects of it Um but look, ultimately, we show great spirit to get back in, to, you know, to draw. We never went ahead, but um, look, ultimately we didn't win. Uh, nobody wants a moral victory, but it was a great Cork performance compared to what you know, people were saying over the last few months that Cork weren't at the races or anything. They certainly showed up today. Doesn't feel like that tonight. Yeah. And look, just some of the there was some. I know you, you had the injuries before the game, and then there was more changes uh, going into the game as well. Obviously, a bit disruptive, but there's a big panel there. You'd have to deal with it, aren't you? Yeah, look, we have a, we have a big panel, and uh, I, I suppose look, it, it was good to see. Yeah, it did cause a bit of disruption. Look, and obviously, it turns out your your options, you know, off the bench as well. But um, look, we weren't interested in excuses or, or anything like that. Um, we felt we had enough with the team and panel that we'd selected to to go and do it. And, uh, look, we came, we came up short. Uh, a few weeks to prepare now for the the next round. Yeah, look, I suppose look, the big advantage, look, the big advantage we have, the disadvantage that we have is we don't know who we're playing. The big advantage we have is that you know we have two weeks, whereas you know in the past it was one week, and you were changing around very quickly. So, look, let's let's see, um, let's see, um, let's. I suppose the important thing now is we recover. We um, get back in Tuesday. You know, the lads are going to be tired and sore and so on. Um, but I'm sure, look, they'll be looking forward to the next uh, next game. Lots of positives to take out for today, but there's obviously things to work on then for the next out. Look, that's whether you win or lose, that's obviously the, the, the thing. But look, um, um, we we um, look, we're disappointed. Um, we'll recover we'll recover together and we look forward to next challenge Yeah, bitterly disappointed Ronan McCarthy there speaking after uh, last night's defeat to Kerry um, again the Cork perhaps should have won uh, particularly based on their second half performance Cork um, were a bit slow to the blocks in the first but second half whatever Ronan said to the lads whatever changes he made um, Cork were by far the better team that second half care Do you know after all that was in the papers with Darrow O'Shea during the week and Eamon Fitz on Friday. They shouldn't have needed much motivation. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, certainly Ronan must have said something to them at, at halftime. But they, you know, they were they were on the ball. In fairness, but I, I think I, I heard Colm O'Rourke uh, give a, a stat there in his uh, on the the program yesterday on TV. But basically, Cork are always in transition. Basically, mm. like if you look at the the panel that was there yesterday, there's four players that got their championship debuts this year, um, five last year. That's nine out of twenty six that were on the panel yesterday, and the, a lot of them are new. The the longest serving member there is uh, Paul Kerrigan from two thousand eight, and there's no one really anywhere close to him uh, other than that. Then um, there's a few years off him. So, like 
Actually, Colin O'Rourke has a bit of a point, you know, whereas Dublin will bring in one or two players every year. Yeah. Um, it's almost always a rebuilding job at Cork every year. It seems to be that way, yeah. Um, but look, the players who are there played very, very well, in fairness to them. That's uh, not being disrespectful from them at all. Uh, Limo Donovan, I think, uh, possibly his championship debut year this year as well, I think, from Clon. Uh, he had a fantastic game. James Lockery left absolutely everything out on the pitch. Um, they were running in and out with energy gels to him. And he just, you know, he fell over the line coming off. He was just, uh, he played really, really well. Um, Mark White and goals pulled off a great save. Ian Maguire left everything out there. Killian Hanlon. Rory Dean had an immense game, uh, in fairness to him. And Mark Collins, despite yeah, snatching a few shots early on in the game, uh, he did knock over seven or eight points. Uh, probably a lot of those from freeze. But um, look, th- there was a very good Cork performance. Mally Taylor playing well as well from Mallow. But um, yeah. Oddly, I think um, the turning point of the game was um, Paul Ganey sending off, um, which should have been a catalyst for Cork. But it seemed to rally Kerry. And it seemed to take, um, it seemed to deflate Cork somehow, um, for some reason. Because I think after that sending off, Kerry just went very narrow and very, very defensive. After that game, Cork were, were left to, I suppose, pass the ball around the, the Kerry 45, just sideways trying to, to find a gap. But Kerry had gone so far back at that point that they couldn't break them down. Yeah, I, I've noticed that actually late, lately in a few games. The the team that's had the players sent off seem to react better mm. to the sending off going down a, an extra man. Um, but Paul Ganey had only been booked a few minutes previous. Uh, something happened off the ball. Uh, the referee went down to his umpires and he came out and booked uh, Paul Ganey and James Lockery. But um, Kerry, yeah, like you mentioned, they, they seem to play better. Cork, I think they just emptied they'd left everything out there the last 10 minutes you could see they tired because they had fought so hard in that second half yeah and then towards the end like I don't know they were just passing the ball across um, across the pitch instead of actually going for it a score when they needed a score so I just think that they had left everything out of it but lots of positive signs for the, the, the qualifiers whoever we get Anthony Nolan um is a man that a lot of Cork fans have been talking about today, the referee and his performance. Um, a lot of people suggesting that he was um, unfair to Cork last night. Uh, what was your view on it? Yeah, some strange calls. Um, I, a lot of people going about free counts, but no referee keeps a free count. No referee cares no. for a free count. There was at one stage, yeah, Mark White had um, a goal kick or a kick out, and um, the referee deemed that he was taking too long, um, so for uh, time for time wasting basically, and then threw the ball up. Um, on, uh, in, uh, Cork were losing at this point. Mark White obviously wasn't time wasting. He was trying to pick a pass. Yeah, no, I, I genuinely actually miss that. But uh, normally you'd have a word with the keeper first. So unless that had happened earlier on, I don't think it did. Yeah, but like teams that are losing don't time waste. No, they don't. It, it was a, a strange one. He's obviously just looking for his options in the warn, and that's why he was delaying the kick. Yeah. I can't disagree with you. Um, <laughs> it was strange enough. And the free count as well. Was it something like 24 to 9? Something along those lines. In favour of yeah. Kerry? I've, I've seen a few uh, soft frees for Kerry. You mentioned it with Denny, the double hop. The, yeah, there was. David Clifford, no, that got kind a that. Look, in the heat of the moment when you're in a, a game, you can miss maybe a double hop or something. It happens so quick, but mm. it seemed obvious enough that David Clifford had hopped the ball twice and he popped it over uh, for a point. But I, I did see that 
the linesman was conversing with well conversing, they weren't conversing, he was telling them something on the, the headset at the time. So maybe that distracted him. Um the the two sidelines well more so Kerry than Cork actually to be fair. Uh, Kerry were in the linesman's uh, ear an awful lot. Uh shout out Morris Deegan. Mm. Um and uh, there was a lot of off the ball things, not anything serious, just you know, handbag stuff, fellas getting to know each other a bit better. But um that's possibly what actually happened there is he got a bit distracted I would think on that one but yeah that one was missed and it did lead to a point which no I know it was three or four points in the end three points I think um, it didn't uh, lose the game for Cork but you you know they, they add up very quickly we'll say Alright we're going to hear from Andy Carey boss Peter Keane um, obviously delighted with that Munster final win yeah look like I said earlier we came here to North to the Munster final we came here to win it and, and win it we did and look we'll go home on the bus now and start preparing for three weeks time um, you obviously say you expected a big performance from Cork a lot of people didn't but they certainly gave one they did yeah and um, do you know that was something we expected coming here and, and we, we got what we expected yeah. um, obviously uh, a good way now into the, the All-Ireland quarter final now uh, there's a few things I imagine Kerry can improve on out there Sure, look, I suppose no matter what you do, you'll always be saying there's some way you can improve. But yes, definitely for us tonight, there's things that we'll be looking at when we, when we analyse that video and see where we go. Yeah, and uh, any injuries? I don't know, some of those, um, a lot of subs and we're sending off as well, but any lads to worry about? Um, well, Jason Foley went off with an ankle, so look, we'll have to assess him yeah. and see where we're at. Yeah, it's Peter Keane now speaking briefly to Kieran after uh, last night's uh, defeat or uh, win over uh, Cork. All right, we're going to talk tennis now. The ITF uh, Junior Under 18 tournament is taking place in Carrigaline Tennis Club starting next week. Players from all across the globe will be taking part in the event. For more on it, we spoke to performance director with Monster Tennis, Kean Blake, who called into studio earlier on today. Uh, joins in studio by Kean Blake ahead of a very, very busy week, or two weeks, I should say, for, for tennis in Cork. Yeah, so um, next Saturday we're starting the ITF tournament in Carrigaline. We start with the qualifying event um, next Saturday and Sunday, and then the main draw will start on Monday the 1st. That goes for the full week, then with the final on Friday. So, um, for people who don't know, can you tell us what the ITF series is? Yeah, so basically it's the equivalent of your pro circuit for juniors. So it's the under-18 event, so there's tournaments, multiple tournaments all year round, um, all over the world. And we're lucky to get the honour of hosting this one this year, so we're looking forward to it. It's been a while since it's been in Cork, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's been nearly 10 years since it's been in Cork, so it's a great honour for the club and it's a great honour for Cork and Munster Tennis to have it, so we're really looking forward to getting uh, started. So you obviously have players jetting in from all over the world for this? Yeah, yeah, we've had entries from Brazil, we've had entries from America, we've had entries from Australia, all Euro- European countries, so it's been, the interest has been fantastic. Actually, as it stands, we've about 90 kids that can't get into the tournament, they're still looking to get in, that are mm-hmm. on an alternate list, so the interest has been fantastic, so we're delighted with it. Obviously, fingers crossed the weather improves anyway. Yeah, hopefully a bit better <laughs> than today anyway, but um, yeah, fingers crossed with that. We can't, we can't do anything about it, unfortunately. <laughs> um, so logistically, like, organisation-wise, there's, uh, there's obviously a lot of work goes into this. Yeah, there is, yeah, yeah. So we have to, um, we have to liaise with local accommodation. Mm-hmm. We have to get sponsors on board. We have to look at transfers from the to and from airports and stuff and different bits and pieces. So there, yeah, it's been a, been a long process and I suppose I've, I wouldn't have been able to do it on my own. I really have to thank my tournament committee in Carrigaline that have really helped me with it. So it's been a joy. It's been a team effort. And how do you, does this tournament get to court? Do you have to pitch for it? Do you have to, to put a proposal together? Or how, yeah, how so as I said, it hasn't been in Munster for the bones of 10 years. But what happened is with Munster Tennis last year is we had, a, we had a really strong year, very, very successful year. Mm-hmm. We won all the interprovincials, junior and senior. So on the back of that, Tennis Ireland um, gave us this opportunity and then Carrigaline 
and decided to take it on and it's been we're really looking forward to it. What's the reaction been like since it was announced? Yeah, it's been fantastic. I mean, this has never happened in Carrigaline, so um, the buzz around the town and the signs up and a lot of a lot of people getting behind it. So it's been um, it's been really good so far. Talk to me about some of the uh, the Irish players, I suppose, that'll be competing. Yeah, so they're in the boys' event. We have two kind of. Well, the number one seed will actually be Irish in the whole event. He's Charlie Barry is his name. He's from mm-hmm. Limerick, so he'll be in with a good shout. And another kid, Connor Gannon, um, who has who's a very good player, and he'll be looking to do well as well. In the girls' event, it's more of an open event. There's actually eight girls, Irish girls, competing um, in the main draw as it stands. Two two of those girls from Munster, Katie Marcy from Tipperary, and Alwyn Ryan Bowley from Cork. So both of them will be hoping to do well. Must be a very proud few, I suppose, seeing those kids compete at such uh, a prestigious event like this. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, at the end of the day we play to a level in Ireland but this is the next level up so a lot of the kids and a lot of the players and a lot of the coaches wouldn't have seen this level for 10 years some of them mightn't have seen it before so it's a great opportunity for the players to play at this level and it's a great opportunity for the tennis community to come down and watch um, play world class tennis on your doorstep for free admission is free as well which is really important and we'd encourage the local community and anyone that's in- interested in top level sport to come down and support it. So is it safe enough to say that the next big thing in tennis could be Participating in Carrigaline? Yeah, it's quite possible. I mean, all your top players worldwide, your Federers, your Nadals, your Djokovic would have competed in these events underage. Maybe they haven't competed in Ireland, but they've competed in different countries around the world. So it's quite possible that could happen, yeah. And it's great for, I suppose, the Carrigaline area as a whole as well. I'd imagine the whole town is buzzing for this win for this Yeah, game. absolutely. There's a few people, even from the soccer club and the Gat Club, coming up <laughs> and asking about tennis, and they wouldn't have, they wouldn't be tennis people as such. So it's, um, yeah, no, as I said, the. Senior Open is actually on in Carrigaline at the moment, so there's a good buzz around the town about that. Um, and I mean, everyone's looking forward to what is something totally new for, for the town. And f- mm, certainly so. It's on in Belfast in Dublin as well, isn't it? So yeah, a couple of events. Yeah, so Belfast is on. They have their qualifying draw today, and their main draw starts tomorrow. And then Carrigaline is next week, and then they go to David Lloyd in Dublin, Riverview, next, uh, the following week. So it's a, what we're calling is the Pinta series. Um, so the top performing Irish junior from the boys' side and the girls' side um, get a big prize at the end of the three events. So it's something extra for the kids to look forward to. Yeah, certainly. So, um, so um, give us the dates again. And obviously, you said admission is free, so everyone gets yeah, yeah. can come down. So we're starting next Saturday night, the 29th, and that will run. That'll be the qualifying event in both the boys and the girls. So we'll play the Saturday night and we'll play the Sunday. Then the main draw, which we're top, um, your top ranked players will start on the Monday and the final then on Friday the 5th. And then might encourage more kids to take up the, the sport if they see like tennis at this level on their own doorstep. Yeah, well, I suppose monster tennis really at the moment is absolutely booming, junior level and senior level. Mm. And as I said already, on the back of last year, um, winning all the interprovincials. And at senior level, they, they won the interprovincials as well. And the Opens at the moment, even our own Open in Carrigaline is on at the moment, 360 people in it. If you they give an uh, entry, entry date and if you're not in within the first half an hour it's, the tournament sold out so it's mm-hmm. really booming so it's, tennis has really taken off but I encourage people that haven't played tennis or haven't even watched tennis to come down and see what it's about and it's an opportunity for just sports sports people to come and watch top level uh, sport on their doorstep Great stuff Cian thanks very much for coming in very best luck with the event Thanks a lot Roy Cheers That's Performance Director with uh, Monster Tennis Cian Blake who called in to talk to us about the ITF Junior Under 18 tournament happening in Carrigline Tennis Club starting next week uh, Now delighted to be joined on the line by the 20 19 amateur champion Mallows James Sugru. James, thanks very much for joining us. How are you, sir? Yeah, I'm very well, thank you. How have the last 24 hours been? A whirlwind, I'd imagine. Yeah, it's been it's been a bit surreal. Right, the last the last 24 hours. Um, still kind of hard to believe. Um, with the likes of McElroy and Harrington, Lowry tweeting me and things like that, it's it's a bit strange, but. 
Yeah, it's a good feeling as well, obviously, at the same time. What was that feeling like on the 18th tee yesterday, your 36th hole of the day, standing over and knowing you were the amateur champion? Um, it's probably just relief more than anything else. Um, 36 holes is it's a long slog for a final, you know. So I was I was pre up after the morning session, and like, but it's still it was still by no means over because I was I was level walking down the 16 fairway, um, level on 17 tee box, and then just thankfully won 17 and 18 to close it out. Yeah, because we were watching the scoring uh, yesterday, watching just clips of it yesterday. Just you and Walker just wouldn't go away. He kept plugging at you, kept plugging at you. Yeah, yeah. You and I, I know you and for for quite a while. We used to play underage stuff as well. So he's he's kind of with Scotland set up with a few years as well. So he's a nice player and he's a bright future ahead of him as well. Yeah, James. Obviously. Uh Still soaking it all in. I think uh, you're only after arriving in home in the last five or ten minutes as well. After all yeah. the celebrations, Mallow went yeah. wild last night yeah. down in the Ivy. Um, but like, what does it mean for for yourself and, and the family and Mallow Golf Club as well? Uh, it's it's massive. Like um, every like even just to as I was saying um, to the other guys, like a lot of like guys can be pros their whole life and never play in a major and. Now I've I've got three lined up, um, and the three the three top ones as well, like and as well as an invite to the US amateur. It's just it's hard to believe. It's even strange to kind of say it. Yeah, just looking at the events you qualified for the Open and Royal Portrush next month, the Masters in Augusta, the US Open. Yeah. I mean, that's the stuff dreams are made of. I know. Yeah, like it's it really is a strange one driving down Magnolia Lane and. Going up to even Port Rush, like in next month, just playing in in front of Irish crowds should be unbelievable. Uh, have I know it's only happened in the last twenty four hours or so, but has anyone been in touch with uh, advice? Any of those golfers you mentioned to you, or any you know big companies or anything? Um, I haven't really been. The phone has kind of been a bit mad, so I haven't really been looking too much into it. I didn't. I, it was just I didn't personally find the tweets. It was. The lads kind of sending me screenshots of it and stuff. <laughs> to be fair, Lowry texted me um, about getting a practice round in Port Rush sometime <laughs> in the next couple of weeks. So yeah, it's it so is surreal. Strange. Yeah, it is. It's it's very surreal. Um, it's hard to believe, really. I don't think it's really sunk in just 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 yet, but yeah, it's amazing. I suppose there's no plans for rest now. You must get back on the course pretty much straight away. I suppose to get ready for the, yeah, the open. I was um, supposed to be going to European individuals today. We were supposed to be flying out of Dublin at four o'clock, but I decided to pull out of that. Mm. And um, next tournament is European Team Championships um, the same week as the Irish Open. So that's that's the next one. Um, you were talking about turning pro at the end of the year, but it looks like that's going to be put on ice for a while. Yeah, absolutely. Um yeah, I couldn't. I, I obviously couldn't pass up the chance to play at Augusta and Wingfoot and Portrush, like in three majors. Uh, I think I'd be a fool to turn pro and, and miss those. Yeah, certainly so. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, James, uh, come here, congratulations. Thanks very much for taking our call. I know how hectic you must be. I know you're just looking forward to getting the feet up at home now for a few hours this evening. Uh, <laughs> the fire lighting probably in June at the, with this weather. But congratulations yeah. for everyone here at Corks Red FM. That's an incredible achievement. Cheers, thanks very much. Thank you.
Yes, James Sugar there, the uh, 2019 amateur champion. An incredible performance from him uh, yesterday and that uh, that fantastic win over Ewan Walker at Port Marnock. Uh, superb stuff and to get the chance to play uh, at Augusta now. Absolutely sensational stuff and uh, to get to, to play in the US Open and, and, and the Irish Open or the, the Open Championships, which I uh, should say in Port Marnock. Absolutely incredible stuff. Our congratulations, our hearty congratulations uh, to him. Uh, Mallow must be buzzing yeah, I was uh, getting text last night uh, up at the match that uh, the Hibernian Hotel had gone wild in <laughs> celebrations. Um, but it, like it, it'll be mental. I'll go down to the town tomorrow. But uh, uh, James's grandparents own Sugar Furniture in the town as well, and, and that. So I'm sure there'll be uh, lots of people calling in there, even just to celebratory messages and all that, and congratulations and all that. So uh, fantastic for James and, and Mallow Golf Club as well, who've mm. brought him up. He's been at it for so yeah. so so long um, and his father Mick and, and his mum have been uh, helping him along so he yeah he gets tea off in Augusta it's just like every golfer every golfer I th- do you know what I think Roar mm. there's a possibility here we for an outside go. broadcast to Augusta <laughs> if our boss is listening yeah we're going to spend our entire budget for the next 10 years and send him in you to Augusta for the weekend I'm happy with that class uh, right we're pretty much out of time our competition um, we had a place to give away to the Ian Rush Charity Golf Classic at Foda Island Resort Phil Thompson Ian Rush Roy Evans Jared Julia, Mick McCarthy among those teeing off on Friday it's going to be an absolutely incredible occasion at a top class golf course down in Foda Island um, the winner is Kieran. drum roll please well, after my wedding speech, you know my uh, notions about golf and golf handicaps, how useless yes. I am at all that. So I'm uh, just reading through all these here, trying to understand them. But um, uh, Podrick Dooley um, is from Glanmire. Is the winner today. Well, congratulations, Podrick. You're teeing off on Friday with all the Liverpool legends. Getting a chance to speak about your wedding. Best wedding I've been at in quite a long time. Congratulations <laughs> and best of luck to you and Sarah. You did throw the shapes. I threw well. many, many, <laughs> many shapes. Uh, hopefully there's no video evidence of this. There is, I'm afraid, actually. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right, we're out of time. Our podcast online, redfm.ie uh, forward slash uh, podcast very, very shortly indeed. Alan Dunham's up next with Green on Red. Join the rest of Sunday night, folks. Uh, we'll talk to you next Saturday at the Big Red Bench Saturday and Sunday from 6pm Cork's Red FM